We are live for episode number 68 of the Solopreneur Grind podcast. I am here live right now for those in attendance with Greg Hardell, success and mindset coach. Greg, thanks for joining us today. It's a pleasure being on and I look forward to giving lots of value today and really help those really in need and really help those who really want to improve their lives become better. Awesome. So, well, that that... that partially answers my next uh my next question greg which is uh, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself okay well i'm a success and mindset coach certified and i help individuals get to their next level in life wherever it is they're at in particular people who are on the cusp of a major decision be it changing employment be it moving from a job to a business and whether they're in a rut and they really want to get out of it. We all have very bad situations that befall us and we all have times where we feel so low. And really generally it's where I come in and I really help people take their lives to the next level. Awesome. In the past, in the past, I used to be a physical education teacher, turned online entrepreneur, and now I almost strictly do coaching. Very cool. So I, I want to go through a little bit of that journey that you that you went down. So you started. You said you started as a physical education teacher. What was it then that uh, created your transition from that to entrepreneurship? Good question. It was a desire for more. It was just me not seeing myself there long term. You know, it's okay if that's what one is pursuing right now and they want to go down that path but for me i had a bigger vision for myself and i want to really help the world with ideas with changing lives for those who really just don't feel like they can go the extra mile yet they have all that desire all that drive all that ambition in them you know they say that the richest place is in the graveyard so hmm. much unfulfilled potential so much untapped greatness in any particular way for many but for particular people and that's sad and most people end up passing on growing old with their best results still inside of them the best stories inside of them absolutely so generally that is what i do and really that is what sparked me wanting to change got it and so once you kind of got it in your head that you wanted to change obviously you know entrepreneurial journeys they they don't happen overnight especially making those big career shifts what was it that you did kind of in between deciding that you wanted something more that you wanted to move on from that physical education job and then actually pulling the trigger and getting into your first business venture we'll call it kind of what did that process look like well i remember coming across a video online <laughs> like most people do right mm -hmm. and it is by someone pretty famous actually i'm tempted to mention but i won't and really what that did for me is it gave me a reminder that more is possible without doing things the traditional way you know we grew, grew groomed up to believe that whether it's go to school get a job then mortgage and then family and then your life goes on until retirement, but you could have what you want, but there is an alternative to that. And not that that is bad to say, 
but to be considered successful, to become successful, it doesn't have to solely be that way. So for me, the catalyst was really doing that video, getting into his program because uh, it was a, I'm trying not to reveal the actual name, it was a personal development program and really right. beginning to see evidence of more being possible for me, you know? So that really my, mentally changed my approach, changed really where I see, saw myself going. And I had the thoughts, I had the inclinations of more, but I didn't have anywhere to channel it. So that was really the start. And then it followed by, of course, a lot of premeditation and then a lot of hesitation. I mean, I remember even being advised against it, but then I eventually did it and it wasn't perfect, but I survived. But right. more importantly to those viewing and listening is that you will have to make a decision anyway. And when you choose not to do something, you're actually making a decision. So that was what sparked me. Right. Very cool. And then how was it that you discovered what that next step would be? Like, what was that first kind of business that you started and, and how did you come to decide on that? Mm -hmm. One of the first things I ventured into was actually consulting hmm. and it was okay. It wasn't as successful as I hoped. However, I then settled on into digital marketing web design, social media management. And really, I stayed there for a while. I still do a few projects from time to time, even today. And really, it was the transition that I really set foot on. At that particular time, I actually moved as well. So not only that I left my profession, if you will, against a lot of people's judgment, but I also switched where I live. And that was there was a lot of change there. But mm -hmm. yes, it was really what I transitioned into and getting clients online, getting clients, working with clients from all over the US, elsewhere, and really servicing them and just working with those who had those needs. That was really what I transitioned into. Got it. And and that's pretty popular these days, right? Is is the kind of social media marketing, uh, th those types of agencies and stuff like that. And for one reason is because there's a lot of companies and people out there that probably need help with it. Can you give some advice to people who might be looking to break into that now? Like what was it you did to get those first few clients? Uh, you know, any advice you would give to someone starting out on that? Good question. But let me preface it with one thing, if you'd allow me. Let me tell the listeners and the viewers, those of you watching, what not to do. <laughs> that can that and, can be just as helpful. Yeah. And one of the things not to do is to assume that because you're new, you should charge cheaply. And hmm. it's a trap that a lot will fall into. And it's important when you're just starting out that you really know the ideal client for you. And especially when you're starting out, you want money, obviously. But some clients are not good clients and mm -hmm. you need to get to the point where not everyone who pays you you take on because doing that may end up to many issues down the road so that is one of the first things you would not do right you would not just work cheaply and undersell your services now on the other hand going into whether digital marketing web design social media seo facebook ads the whole array of professions there you need to make sure you're good at what you do, especially as a freelancer, you're not fully employed. Sometimes you do get such arrangements though, but generally you judged 
differently. You judge on your output, your results. So it is something that you really need to ensure that you spend the time and you actually do the work and you get good because there are no shortcuts. You might think, yes, you may have gotten a client easily, but can you get results of them? Ultimately, even despite a good relationship with them, that is what it comes down to. So generally, if you're good at networking, if you're good at really prospecting and really showing your value, even if maybe you don't have as many results as yet, but really showing that you're genuine and that you will do your best and you on the back end, you're actually decent at what you do, you break through. Got it. And I'm just kind of curious, this is a little more personal. Did you enjoy that type of work? Like, what was it like kind of working in that realm of, uh, of business? It is enjoyable. And for me, the work in itself is enjoyable. However, in the beginning, especially getting clients and getting new to really depending on your output in terms of not having a reliable paycheck just coming to you. You know, some people during a time like this, they could, you know, stay off and they know that based on the company's policy that they will get paid or they will have a job. But for me, the client getting was tough at first. And, you know, you need to really change your mentality. But really, I wouldn't say I enjoyed the work, first of all, and mm -hmm. really putting in the time practicing as much as I could, taking even sample projects, doing some projects of friends, family, really demonstrate how good I was. I didn't enjoy all parts of it, but generally the actual core fulfillment, I did enjoy it. And I yeah. think that's important for anyone who goes into any field so that they don't just chase money or opportunity. You need, you need to actually love what you do because if you don't, eventually it's going to show. Absolutely. Totally agree with that. So, Greg, you, you spent uh, some, some time in that neck of the woods, and now, obviously, you're not doing it full-time. You said you still do it a little bit. What was it, what was the catalyst for the next kind of career move? Mm -hmm. Well, there's a huge chasm here. <laughs> and for me, a lot of events, relationship trouble, and unexpectedly, uh, I wouldn't say unexpectedly, but being pregnant, you know, and that charade of events and then losing child, you know, and really breaking up and really just seeing how hard that was, you know, and really going through the motions, having lots of pain, if you will, and just the desire to help others. One of the things I didn't mention in the introduction was that I did, I had my own radio program pretty young. So I already was comfortable on media and also with teaching. So naturally, it was something I always wanted to transition into. And the other end of that is that despite all the circumstances that befell me, the other side of this is that with client work, what I didn't like as much is that as much as you do well, I began to feel that the clients didn't value me per se, just what they paid. So I didn't like feel as much of a, of a commodity. And it is not to discourage anyone from doing digital marketing. I'm giving you my personal opinion or mm -hmm. how it felt for me at the time. However, really, that was how it was for me. And I wanted to really help people 
get to where they really wanted to go. Now, where they really want to go is a general, but it's different for everybody, okay? And most people with varying life circumstances, with bad things happening, unexpected things, they lose sight of that. And that is why at the very core, they're unhappy, okay? And you know, we have a temptation to blame tiny things or tiny circumstances, but there is always a cause behind it. So for me, going through all of this and not really transitioning and coaching people, Karen, and really helping them really navigate through a lot of circumstances, trying times better, is what really caused me to pivot. And it was a wonderful decision, and it still is today. And right. yeah, it's it, it, for me, helping people and really helping them not give up on themselves Got it. is what really led me to switching. And, and I definitely want to kind of dig deeper into that. But first, there's, I mean, we've probably skipped out, like, these, when we talk about these different transitions, Greg, I mean, or even just phases, like, we're skipping over, right, months and years, and, and like you said, chasms of difficulty and struggles. What would you say you relied on to get you through those tough times, whether it be struggling to get that first business started, whether it be personal difficulties, relationship difficulties, et cetera, et cetera. Do you, what was it you were kind of relying on? Was it books? Was it people? Was it meditation? Was it, you know, any combination of those that you might recommend to some other people going through tough times as well? Mm -hmm. The first one is having a clear idea of who you want to be and what your ultimate vision for your life is. Because bad things will happen. And sometimes they may, even if they don't happen to you directly, they may happen to other people that are around you, which in turn will affect you. Okay. And really, even when things were great or ideal, just knowing who I wanted to be and what my standards were personally, okay, really helped me stay on job. And even when maybe business wasn't as good as it could be or as I wanted it to be, as my projections were. Just being clear of what I wanted, who I was, right? What, who do I need to become to become, to attain what I want ultimately is one of the really main things that kept me going. The other thing is really just reading and filling my mind with positive information. There's a common saying that says that we're the average of the five people that we're around. And that's true. However, we ignore the virtual component of that. We're the average of the five YouTube channels that you subscribe to, Facebook groups that we're part of, email list that we're on, right? Mm -hmm. And it is a path that we really have to manage. So having the right influences for me and really watching who I listen to and unsubscribing for lots of people is one of the things that really, really helps. And we do not even take a second to realize how much our minds are being bombarded with lots of agendas, lots of information that has no relevance to our lives. And not to say that all entertainment is bad, but the way I like to put it in my programs is you need to be living out your agenda. What's your agenda? And that's not a bad thing. And yes, it's not really selfish, but we all have something that we want, okay? And especially with technology, especially with just even people, 
right who are around you and who don't really have your best interest in mind you have to be mindful of that and put things in place so that your dreams your desires how you want your day to go for example is protected so you have the best shot at getting it right that's it's a great spin that you put on because I've, I've heard that quote a million times right you are the average of the five people i've never heard the the virtual spin on it and i, I really like that so uh, I'll definitely be thinking of that, especially as I scroll through some feeds later. Uh, so really cool, Gretch. So how does the transition to what you're doing now, how does that look like or, or how did that come to be? And then the other part I'm interested in is how was that different from your first transition, right? So the transition from phys ed teacher to um, social media marketing freelancer and, and agency and now you're going from that to you know personal development mindset type coach what was this transition like and and was it similar and or different from the first one i would say the second transition was different in that i mean I remember when i had a breakup and i mean it was really traumatic i mean your child and all the emotions around that i may not mm -hmm. definitely get into and you know it was a bit unexpected i had to relocate and though it took a while to really get back up so this one was less premeditated right you asked about the differences and a little more urgent and as bad as that was it was actually good because it really forced me to um, see the reality of things more, meaning just the accountability in terms of every area of my life and where relationships fit and where, you know, just where my confidence, where my support, right, even on an emotional level, really comes from. And it really made me a much more independent individual. And your second question, just the part, the second part of your question, if you will, was really what it looked like. Is that it? Yeah, yeah. How did how did that come to be? And really, it was really around just a lot of conflict, and we ended up deciding that it wasn't a fit anymore, you know. And yeah, and really, it was just bad. You know, mm -hmm. and I mean, I could spend hours talking about it, but really my, the point is that there was just a lot of conflict and it just became clear that, you know, I had to move on or we had to move on and, and that's okay. That's normal. That happens to everybody. But the thing is that you need to ensure that you have a good grip of where you want to go. And also you cognizant, you're aware of the influence that your partner is having on you. A lot of things that a lot of marketers, especially entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, don't miss is really the importance of relationships in their mm -hmm. lives. And one on one end, they need to take time to nurture those, right? Make sure that, yes, you're grinding, you're working on the business and maybe even be doing good, but you're not neglecting your relationships. The other side of that is that you need to know that when something is not serving you, right? Not in a selfish sense, but when it's taking a lot more than you actually getting from it and i'm not talking about periods of sacrifice where sometimes you know you may have to be a little more compromising but generally when something is just bad you know and that ends up sabotaging many businesses more than people actually admit 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was really my part. And that was really what led me in many ways to actually transition into course creation and also coaching. And honestly, it was, it's a good thing. I actually like that it happened because I wouldn't have the drive that I have today. And right. for those of you listening, you need to go to turn your mess into your message. And also things don't just happen to you, they happen for you as well. And things will happen. You know, good people lose their lives. Good people have terrible things happen, even as we record this in this pandemic. Mm-hmm. Okay. And on one end, you're a very special individual. Your DNA is unique. But on the other hand, you're not as special in that anything could happen. And you must be mentally prepared. You must have contingencies in place in your life, right? To actually ensure that you're adaptable, you're flexible, especially with the change in economy, especially with even relationships and just the people around you. Because things do happen. And that is part of taking responsibility for your life. Absolutely. And I do want to dive deeper dive deeper into uh, the coaching and the personal development side in just a second. I first want to, one last question about the social media aspect, because it's so important for all businesses and brand builders and et cetera, et cetera. What was it that you were kind of specializing in when you were doing the social media type stuff? And do you have any recommendations for our listeners on just how people can kind of improve their digital marketing game today? Well, social media, I mainly worked with restaurants. I did some work with chiropractors as well. And as for recommendations, the first one is be good at what you do. And you cannot shortcut that process. Even Mm -hmm. if you had success and you got clients early, your reputation will spread. And you need to really ensure that you treat it like a craft. A good recommendation is Robert Greene's Mastery book. You know, most people live in this instant gratification society. We don't have a craft, which is why we're not happy, because there is nothing that really deeply fulfills us that we're genuinely good at. So if you want to do something professionally, my recommendation is actually put more time into it. The second one is don't neglect your ability to get clients. And I know it may sound contradictory, but it's not enough to be good at what you do. We mm-hmm. live in a world digitally, it's competitive, and you really have to put time. It may be investing in extra training. So refine your systems and your consistency in getting clients. So don't ignore that part. And also be good at what you do, take pride in what you do, and do a good job. Even if at the beginning you don't get paid as much as you want to do. And even when you're growing and you have extra employees and you may have you maybe have a couple subcontractors and you're outsourcing some of the work, you need to ensure that you're delivering a quality deliverable. Because at the end of the day, it's what you judge for, is what your company will be assessed by. And the best clients are those that you get word of mouth or referral. Absolutely. Very cool. All right. So, Greg, you, you, you go through the chasm, we'll, we'll refer to it as, and you kind of come out you know, for the better on the other side, like you said, those those difficulties happen, those life difficulties and challenges happen. Uh, how did that look like? So so you decide to move into coaching and per- kind of more personal development focused. 
What was the first step when you decided this is my next move, right? Because I think what a lot of people might have trouble with, especially when they're getting started, uh, you know, you can think of what you want to do. You can come up with business plans, et cetera, et cetera. But then what what to do when it's ready to start taking action, right? What were some of those first steps to kind of get the ball rolling? Number one, get training. And I know we live in a time where it's easy to DIY stuff and think that, you know, you could just do it and start, but it's wise to get help from people who've done it and from programs that are proven to work. You know, too many of us, it's not enough to just have ambition and that's wonderful to have. And it's one of the things I specifically look for and help in clients, but you have to, the household is important. So you need to get help, maybe a course, right? From someone who have done it, you have to be willing to invest in yourself. So that is one of the first piece of advice that I have. And that is something I did, you know, getting the program and really getting in there. And I had prior knowledge, I had prior experience. In fact, I did courses before, but now what I know how to do and now they're completely different. So the point is you have to be willing to invest in yourself, not just money, but time. Mm -hmm. Right. And for me, that was one of the things that I had to do because I'm comfortable because of the amount. But looking back, it was necessary. And even with coaching as well, you have to be willing to pay for the experience, for the knowledge, for the communities like yours. Right. And really, that is what really holds your hand and actually do the work. So it's not enough to just want something. And in my case, I had to purchase a program and really learn how to do it and get the help, get the accountability. And I know sometimes some people least think that their budgets may not be as large as they want it to be, but you need to start small. Yes, you could study free material, but you have to pay more, especially for the community. And it's not just enough to have courses. I stress on this because it's important, especially if you have a part-time job and you're really just getting started. And even if you're already developed, trying to get to the next level, trying to DIY things, it doesn't work as well. So for both ends of the experience spectrum here, the first thing is to invest in yourself and really get, get the help that will help you. And you obviously must take the actions. Got it. And, and so now that you've been working with clients and, and kind of in this area, what are some common issues that you see people having, right? In the kind of personal development mindset, like what are some of the big or common struggles that you tend to hear come up a lot? And then if you can give some recommendations on how to fight those, that'd be awesome too. A couple of them are that many people especially working virtually, come from various cultures, already have various beliefs and stories as to why certain things are certain ways, or for example, what their perceptions of money are. So one of the things that I noticed is that it's not that a lot of people don't know what to do, but they have many preconceived notions that's affecting their ability to get what they want. Okay, and mm -hmm. some of them may even justify those, and a lot of them need to work on those. Another one is many excuses that people make and how they rationalize. And to some extent, we all do it, right? 
even me, I'm not above anyone in that regard. But we all we always have a reason why we cannot do something. And many times, a lot of those reasons are for conditioning, parents, employers, you know, we've mm-hmm. never really had someone who just believed in us. Or maybe it's been so long, we forgot what that was like. So generally, most people, we have all those reasons why we can't get what we want, have an extended blog post on this. And some of them are, and you may laugh, but some of them are, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money, right? Money's evil, right? Rich people, I mean, you could substitute a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of them may come down to religion, right? And I know some people may really resonate with this, and I'm not saying any religion is bad, I'm not saying that at all. But my point is, we need to examine ourselves and whether we have any preconceived notions or any groups that we're part of that really shames what we're trying to do. And I really stress on this because your environment is super, super important, even for people who know what they want and they really want to get after it, you know? And so in my, for me, from those I've spoken to, that's a common problem. The other one is that most people don't take action and it's not enough to just be motivated, you know? And I know we have popular people like Gary Vaynerchuk and the others, and they're wonderful at what they do. They're good at what they do. But a lot of people, they simply get the motivation part of it. Your motivation will go down. Your willpower even will go down. So many people, it's commitment, right? So most people say they want something, but your commitment goes where your money goes, where your time goes. That's it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's not enough to just read or say you want to change your life or say you want to, you know, get this extra qualification. But are you putting in the time? Okay. And yes, things may not always come naturally, right? You have a change period. Your habits have to be realigned. That's normal. We all go through those at some point in time, especially if we're constantly chasing higher goals. However, we have to really assess where our time goes. And generally, that is what sabotages a lot of people, even those I work with sometimes. And it's only when they change in that regard. And typically, to get to a level where we're very committed, you have to get uncomfortable. There is no way around it. That's when the real change happens. It's not even as much. And tactics, tips are very important. However, and those are rampant on the internet. But generally, one of the things I realize is that most people, the level of commitment isn't there. And it's only when you delve into the why it's not there, what's really causing it not to be there, whether it's a belief problem, whether it's really just you not even wanting it. You know, mm-hmm. that's where the change really happens. So that is one of the things that I really notice. And for those of you who really struggling, you're on the cusp of a major decision, you need to be clear as to why you want it. It's not enough to just want something. And it's important because you may not always get it quickly and you will have difficulties. Just trying to build a new habit. There are times where the beginning feels great, feels easy, it's new, shiny object, but eventually you get up, you get to a part where you just don't feel like it. You know, let's say meditation. You know, you try it out, you see good video on the internet, seven days, eventually two weeks, people stop, right? And you have to be willing to go. You have to understand, first of all, that that's gonna happen. You're human. And it's a stage that you have to go through. 
So one, the first tip for those listening and watching is that understand that you really will go through a phase where you don't feel like it, where what you really want to do, the habit that you want to form, what you really want to learn, what you really want to gain more pricing, get more clients from, right? You will have rough patches there. And just knowing that it will come, it will help you see it as a phase that you could actually persist and push through. And the other one is that most people don't know what the goals are. If you don't know what your goals are, you're really living without much direction. There is no why to the little things that you do. That is another reason why it's so easy to get sidetracked. So two things. One, make sure that whatever major that you committed to, you take some time out and you write out why you want it. That could be maybe you want to feed your family, maybe you want a bigger hole, right? What's a bigger Maybe you want to prove some people around you wrong that you actually could have succeeded. It's okay, but be clear about that. And that will obviously help you push through times when it's difficult. But the other reason, the other thing is really making sure that you, making sure that you just click on what you want and really that you clear on what it would take for you to get there. So these are the things that I would really recommend actionably that you could take from today. The clarity is very, very important because a lot of us do not have an information problem. Mm -hmm. smart. People are smarter than they give themselves credit for. It's really the beliefs that are off. It's really information overload. We have so many trying to read so many books, so many articles, so many Facebook groups, email lists. We're bombarded, so we don't do anything. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not a... In fact, it might be a too much information problem as, a, as opposed to a lack of information problem, yeah. like you said. Uh, Grej, that that's some, some really deep points that make a lot of sense to me, right? Especially as someone who's been through his own solopreneur journey a, a few times now, and, and I can really relate to a lot of what you said. When it comes to kind of getting in touch with oneself, as you recommended, you know, understanding your why and, and all that type of stuff, is it as simple as taking out a notepad, like journaling, like handwriting? Do you have any suggestions with how people do that? You know, like, should they go camping by themselves for a weekend? Is it as simple as journaling? What do you typically recommend for those types of activities? A couple of things actually. And yes, journaling is a very good way to start. However, it goes along the lines of detachment. You're technologically bombarded with many influences subconsciously as to how to live our lives, what to do, what to think, you know, whether you under a guru you know, and you believe that through listening to them, that's the way that the world should be. That is how if I act and I act in accordance to how they act, my life is going to turn out perfect. You need to shut that down. And you need to, whether it's going out for a camp solo, whether it's taking some time, taking a long walk, taking some reflection, whatever that looks like to you, you have to do it. And typically people get to those points in great times of pain, but you don't always have to, right? Pain hitting rock bottom, it forces people there because they have to reassess everything, how their lives will turn out, where they are, who they are, where they want to go. So journaling does help and really doing it in the morning, especially when you get up and always keeping in your mind or somewhere visible, what is it that you want, right? Whether you want a big house, whether you want a spouse, 
right? Speak to a lot of people who really struggle to attract that one person. Even those who are pretty wealthy, well off, have the good job, managerial positions, their own companies. What fulfills me? You know, so yes, journaling is a very good habit, but more importantly than journaling, spending time alone and cutting out all the influences that tell you who you should be. That is only when the inner voice speaks to you and then you begin to feel and listen to your own intuition. Most of us have trouble doing that. When we get up, we're always in our phone scrolling, like mm -hmm. it's our hands. And while I'm not here to judge, just of my role, however, you have to understand that you need to look in because that's where the real answers come, despite all the advice that you see on there. So yes, right. it's journaling, meditation, but really just inner reflection. And that's when the real clarity typically comes forth. Got it. Yeah, it's it's such a good point. And, and it kind of goes back to where you said uh, there is no lack of information, right? We have so, so much within our own minds. It's just a matter of actually letting it come through. And, and it's those weeks or, or days where I'm feeling like off or confused or unmotivated where I know I need to take some time alone, go for a few walks, do some extra journaling, uh, all that good stuff. Uh, Greg, this, this has been really great. I have two more questions for you. One of them is, do you have kind of two or three last pieces of advice to people that are out there? Maybe they're in a nine to five they don't like and they're thinking mm -hmm. of pulling the trigger or they're just getting started on their new business or maybe they're struggling on, on a new business. Do you have like two or three pieces of advice, things you would tell them to try, you know, things they can do or, or mindset tips or anything like that to help them through the grind? Mm -hmm. Yes. One of them is it's okay if you don't have something. In other words, when we start out, especially maybe you have a part-time job, we feel inferior to the person who's built a larger business, the person who's seemingly stable. But that is not what you should judge yourself by. Many people are pretty stable, but they have pretty miserable lives. You may not believe it. Maybe you're in your present situation, and it's because of social media and how gurus are so easily put up there. You naturally envy us, especially Instagram and all the brand deals that go on and, you know, with TV deals. You have to realize that, one, be okay with where you are, right? And be okay with what your journey will look like, you know? And that will give you, you don't, ha you, you don't have to be satisfied, right? But you have to be content with who you are and where you are. And stop mm -hmm. looking at, stop looking to other people, first of all, as to where you really want to go. For example, you may not be able to get the $2,000 course, but maybe you can get a book, right? Start there. Or even if you have a course and maybe you only have two hours to work on your business, you have a job, you have your family to feed, no problem, start there and be okay with that. Mm -hmm. Because the thing about business, the thing about really, whether it's venturing on your own, whether it's partnering, whether it's really just going freelance, is that success is not just, it's not a lot, it's not a stair step. It could be exponential. So you may have average months starting out and eventually you get a couple of big clients, you get, you have your costs and sales begin to pick up. Maybe you're doing search engine optimization, your traffic begins to pick up and things just move up, right? So you have to keep being consistent and you have to be 
consistent and not always compare yourself to others because that is what trips most people up. They don't feel that they're enough. They don't feel confident. So that is the first thing that I would really, really recommend. The second thing is that you really get help. You get help and you don't try to patch things together. Okay. And that is not to say you go buy the biggest, most expensive course out there, but that is to say you have to be willing to invest in yourself. And by investing in yourself, you have to be committed to make it work. Right? Too mm -hmm. many people buy courses and the completion rate in courses are pretty low, by the way. I have my own, so I could attest to that. And despite people investing, and they don't want to do the extra work. They don't want to commit. When you commit, it's almost like you're burning the boats, right? You committed to actually getting the result. So whatever it is that you venture into, that you say that you really want to become proficient in, you have to be willing to commit, no matter what that price is for you. It's a $2,000 coaching package, right? Whether it's a $500 course, even whether it's a $15 book. People have got massive results with things that don't cost a lot of money. And the closing point to that is that you have to realize the reason why commitment is so important is that value is relative, right? And the value of something is only as much as you put into it. Some people take large coaching packages, for example, and they don't get massive results. Some people don't spend that much on certain investments and they really return and they get a high return. So the commitment is more important than how much you pay for something. But no matter what it is, you invest in. And that is what is consistent there. And you actually have to make sure that you do. The last thing I would recommend is that you set up a routine and you get consistent with how much time that you put into your craft and really where you really want to go with it. And too many times, the lack of a routine trips most people up. And especially if you're on your own, because you have to be aware of what is the life of the person that I want to be. Maybe you want to have your own business or even have your own business. And maybe you're at the five-figure level and you want to come up with six figures. Maybe you have a small team, but now you have virtual assistants, outsourcers. Who do I need to be to become that person? That is a question that we don't ask ourselves enough. Mm -hmm. And then it's no longer about you or what my problems are. Am I acting in accordance with that individual? So I'm asking you, no matter where you are, to put yourself on a higher level of accountability and always reference who you are, which is why you need to have a clear vision for what does the best version of me right now with my particular goals looks like. You need to be clear as to what habits, routines, that I must really elevate myself to, to get what I want. So knowing what that is really help people get out of their own heads and really get out of the rut of really just start meeting. Got it. Very, very well said. Greg, this has been uh, really insightful hearing about the journey, hearing about kind of some of these deep, you know, personal development topics that often aren't talked about too much. If people want to find out a little bit more about you, about your uh, programs, uh, or even just follow you on social, where do you recommend that they check you out? I recommend they check out my website, crejhal.com. And 
we have prepared a page with all the resources and links for your audience. So it will be creationalcom slash SG podcast. Again, creationalcom slash SG podcast on social media. You could find me on LinkedIn at my name, Kresh Hadel, and also on Facebook. The names are the same across platforms. Awesome. And just to wrap up on that, no matter who you are, where you are, at, success is possible. And but you have to want it. Myself, Josh, no one can want it for you. And I know that sounds simple, but no matter which program that you invest in, no matter which person you choose to follow, it always comes down to that. So that is something I really, really want you to understand and to know. And once you really want something, anybody could have what they want. I'm not saying anybody could go to the moon, right? But anybody could really hit the goals that they want. It's just a matter of being proactive enough to ask how. Absolutely. Awesome. That's a great note to end on, Greg. And we will have links to all of everything you just mentioned, website, Facebook, LinkedIn. We'll have it all in the description below. Greg, thanks again for coming on the show. Really appreciate your time. I appreciate it. And I really hope that all who are watching and listening got lots of value and that they actually do something with it. You know, don't be the type who simply watches a show and moves on. Yes, you may not have the time right now, but do one thing, stand there. Really good to be on and I really appreciate the opportunity. Awesome, thanks again, Grish. Hey everyone, Josh here, checking in just one last time. Wanted to say thanks so much for listening to the podcast episode. I hope you got a ton of value out of it. And if you want to keep getting more of the Solopreneur Grind content, make sure to join the email list. What I do is send three emails a week with additional content, such as what's going on in the background of my Solopreneur journey, insights I'm having on business, and updates when new podcast episodes like these come out as well. It's free. It always will be. The link to join is in the description of whatever podcast platform you're listening this to on. Really hope to have you on the list and continuing to share these awesome solopreneur journeys and insights with you as well. Have a great day and hope to see you soon.